everyone. Welcome back to our podcast and video cast. And we are in the middle of the upside down invisible kingdom. And we're talking about the blessings and the teachings of Jesus. We're just kind of really going through breaking those down, working through what that means to us as disciples of Jesus and how does it impact our lives and how does it impact the world around us? Yeah. So uh, so we're, like I said, we're in the middle of this and we're actually on our fifth episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about Matthew chapter five and verse six. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they will be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, before we jump into it, though, uh, I want us to understand that blessings from a rabbi were were a very, very common thing back in the in the time of Jesus. Yeah. In fact, there there was a rabbi named Ben Sira who put out a bunch of blessings and they ended up in this book called The Wisdom of Ben Sira. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he lived about 150 years before Jesus. And he wrote down this whole list of blessings that he spoke over the people. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it might be kind of cool to read through some of Ben Sira's blessings and then compare them to the blessings of Jesus. Right. So, so here we go. Um, the blessings of Ben Sira. <laughs> I can think of nine whom I would call blessed. And a tenth my tongue proclaims. A man who can rejoice in his children a man who lives to see the downfall of his foes. Happy is the man who lives with a sensible wife (laughs) and one who does not plow with ox and ass together. Happy is the one who does not sin with the tongue and the one who has not served an inferior. Happy is the one who finds a friend and the one who speaks to attentive listeners. How great is the one who finds wisdom but none is superior to the one who fears the Lord. Now, just as an overview, like this is this this sounds really good. Like this sounds kind of Bible-ish, even though this is not the Bible. This right. is a rabbi speaking to the people and stuff, and it was recorded in a separate book uh, from the Bible. But when when you stop and you really start to Think about right. some of these blessings. And pull them apart from each other. Right, right. All of a sudden, you, there's a few of them in here that don't sound like the blessings of Jesus at all. They're actually the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. So so one of those is you're blessed when you live to see the downfall of your foes. Which, let's be honest, we all would like to believe that that's the case. Right, Do you know right. what I'm saying? Because yeah. you read that. And part of your brain knows that you shouldn't think that's a good thing. But the other part of your brain says, well, yeah, because I want to win. I want to be the winner. I want to be the best. So I'm blessed if I'm the best. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly. It's like you're blessed because you win. Right. But Jesus said the opposite of that. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Let's look at another one that he said. He said, you're blessed when you don't have to serve an inferior in other words, you're blessed when you have status, when you get to call the shots, when you get to be the one in charge, right. when you get to say how things are done and you're and you don't ever have to serve or work under someone that you feel is beneath you. Yeah. 
Wow. And not at all like the kind of things that Jesus was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's look at one more. It says, you're blessed when people pay attention to what you say. You're because, most important. Because you're the most important person in the room. You know what's crazy is when you look at what you just read to us, the, the, those nine blessings um, or ten and then you you look at what isn't supposed to be good. The reality is, I mean, we're guilty of this. Just the North American church. Mm-hmm. We've taken on more of this philosophy than we want to admit. That we want people, right. like, you need to listen to me. I'm, I'm yeah. the best. I win. And I have status. So, I mean, I've seen it firsthand. Sure. Like, I have status. You need to go serve the poor. Not me, you, you go serve the poor, you go do this. Mm -hmm. I'm somebody of importance. And that's not how Jesus operated at all. No, absolutely not. And that's why we're calling this the upside down invisible kingdom, because everything Jesus did was upside down and totally countercultural to the way that people lived and live today, you know? Well, so it causes you to put into question just what, what we deem as biblical mm-hmm. um, because we just we've seen it played out in front of us, but yet we haven't seen it in scripture. How much of this type of philosophy have we taken on and called it the gospel? Right. When it's right. so opposite of that. Sure. sure. Because we're, we, we see it played out, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, as Christians, we we are responsible for how people see Jesus. Right. Because we are yeah. a walking, living testimony of who he is, and our life should be a mirror image of him. But if we're living like this and not like mm-hmm. what the word of God says, right, then we're putting out this picture that doesn't mirror Jesus. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And and I'm sure that in the days of Ben Sirah, you know, there were a lot of people that would like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. That sounds good. Just like in today's day, you know, there's a lot of things that we say that probably don't line up with the word of God as much as we think they would. Yeah. We don't have to go all the way back to Ben Sierra. There's stuff that we do. Sure. I mean, I'll own it. There's stuff in my life that I would like to say, well, that's very Christ-like and it's complete opposite of Mm -hmm. that. You said something earlier to me about how Ben Sierra drew his values um, of a blessed person from his culture that surrounded him. Right. Right. How often do we do that? Like we look at, well, I'm blessed because I have this house and I have this spouse Mm -hmm. and I have these kids and I have this job and these are the vehicles I drive or this is, this is the way I, my position in church or, Mm -hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on and how people see me rather than who God says I am. Right. Right. So this is a good time to pause. If you're, Mm -hmm. if you are doing this as a group, if you're journaling, whatever, take a moment, pause and ask yourself, what are some values that you draw from your culture that may not line up with Jesus? Now, don't be, don't be intimidated, right? If you're like, I don't know, I don't know. What if, yeah, what right, if there's things sure. I don't know? Don't. It's okay. This is a journey we're all on. But you don't know. If there's things in your life that you're like, I believe that that's a biblical value, but you're not sure, what a good opportunity to find mm-hmm. out. Yeah. What a good opportunity to go. Is my belief system based off scripture or is it based off of my culture? Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, our culture 
even our Christian culture doesn't always line up with scripture, right? So it, well, it's so easy to be influenced by the world around you. Right. And, you know, you hear something over and over and over and over and over again from the time you're a little kid, you start to believe oh, this is the way it's supposed to yeah. be. And it's hard sometimes to, to really you know, divide those right. things, but that's why we're doing this. Right. That's why we're going through this stuff is, is to really do that for ourselves and for all of you, you know, to, yeah. to say, let's look at it. Exactly. And I think that something we really need to think about is that so much of the world that is turned off by Christians, they're not turned off by true Christianity. Mm-hmm. They're turned off by the religious twisted version of it. The, the, I'm going to take bits and pieces that I like, and then I'm going to take on the philosophies of I have status. I'm a winner. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that pushes people away. That's the stuff that goes completely against who Jesus is. And so when you meet people that are like, I, Christianity is their hip hop. There's so much hypocrisy. They're fake. They're this, that is a picture of someone who's encountered a poor representation of Jesus. I believe. And so this, like I said, stop here and discuss it. What, what are some values that you draw from your culture that may not line up with Jesus? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So Matthew five, six, Yeah. read that again for us. All right. So blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied. Now, you know, let Let's talk about, I mean, the hunger and the thirst part, we all get that. We, we know what it's like to be hungry. We know what it's like to be thirsty, you know, and, and as we were kind of prepping and working on this, this lesson, you know, I mean, we talked a little bit about like how we'll even go out of the way, you know, if we're, we're going somewhere or whatever, and we're hungry, I mean, we'll go out of our way to go to a restaurant that we want to eat at or or to stop and go to a gas station or something, you know, right. to get something to drink. Um, so, being, I mean, think about when you were a kid. I, I know people don't do this now. When we were kids, if you're outside playing and it's hot and you're thirsty, you would find the nearest water hose, you know, on sure, a stranger's house. Sure, and you're just like, right. I just got to get a drink of water. Like you would do whatever it took. Mm-hmm. to to meet that need in that moment. Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, because it consumes us. I mean, yes. when you're hungry, that's all you can think about. You get hangry, all those other kind of okay, things. Okay, so let's like talk about say, that for a second. Know. So when there's a physical hanger, hanger, when there's a physical <laughs> hunger, it affects you not just in the way you feel, but in the way you handle things emotionally. Yeah. I think as we dive into this a little bit more, we need to evaluate when we're spiritually hungry. Mm-hmm. Does it affect us? Does it affect us mentally? Does it affect us um, in the way our attitude is? And I think the answer is very much yes. Right. Just yeah. like I haven't eaten anything all day. If And, you know, the what is the commercial? The Snickers commercial. You know, you feed that hunger when you, when you get the truth of the word of God in your life, how that alters your attitude and your perspective on everything in life. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. Absolutely. Well, so I, I don't think the, the concept of hunger and thirst is too hard for us to understand. No. We, we all get that. But Jesus said, blessed are you when you hunger and thirst for righteousness. Right. 
And that's not a term that we use in our day-to-day conversations. I mean, we just don't do that. And, you know, we probably have all heard a few messages about righteousness and it's about being in right standing with God and those kind of things. But I think that there's a little more to it Mm -hmm. that we can really dive into because when I'm in right standing with you, why, why am I, what makes me in right standing with you? And I think it's because I've done right by you. Right. I've, I've treated you the way that I should have treated you. I've, you know, I've respected you the way that I should have respected you. Well, you've come at it also seeking to understand where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that, that comes with maturity, whether it's by years or spiritually, that when you're approaching people, in life mm-hmm. and in relationship, instead of approaching them from the from the understanding that you have, seek to understand where they're coming from. And Jesus did that. Right. He didn't just yeah. come in to say, hey, I'm here to change you. He did. He did. I came to seek and save those who were lost. But he looked to understand their situation. You're hungry. I'm going to feed you. You are sick. I'm going to heal you. You are sad. I'm going to meet you where you're at. You are lonely. I'm going to, I'm going to sit across the table and, and have lunch with you. And the idea of, I want to understand you. I'm going to do right by you so that then what he came to do was done. It wasn't manipulation. It was meeting no. people where they were at, right, right, which is right. huge. Yeah. I mean, it was a relationship. Absolutely. And, but it was a right relationship. Right. It was a, it was a healthy relationship yeah. that was built out of a pure heart, you know? And I think that that pure It was built out heart, of love. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely it was. And so when we talk about being righteous, we have to think about it in that in those terms that it's because if I'm righteous with you, if I'm righteous with God, it's because I've done the right thing. Mm -hmm. I've I've done right by you. Right. You know, in the way that I've handled myself with you. And I think it's the same with the world, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think where, where Jesus was aiming at was to say, if you hunger and thirst for things to be right, the way God intended them to be, the way God wants this world that he created to operate, that's when we're in that unity with God, in that harmony with him to be in righteousness, Mm -hmm. you know? That's so good. So what, what about those moments when we're not? Because we've all, we've all messed this thing up a little bit. We've resented, we've hated, we feel justified in our anger. We've been Mm -hmm. taken advantage of. We want revenge for that. We are envious. We've held a grudge. And like, please don't misunderstand what we're saying here. Mm -hmm. Much of the feelings that come with that are justified. They took advantage of you. They, they, you were cheated. You were left out. Um, I mean, think about that goes all the way back to like when you're a little kid and the first birthday party in your class that you didn't get invited to (laughs) Mm -hmm. and those feelings that come with that. And it's just like, what do I, what do I do with this? Right. And we've all had those moments. 
And do you remember what that feels like? Right. You know? Sure, sure. And then on the other side of it, yeah, I mean, those are kind of things that happen to us, but then there's other things that we also do. Absolutely. You know, we've we've lied, we've cheated. Yeah, we've we've been on the other side of that. We've we've been the one that didn't invite you to the birthday party, (laughs) you know. And and there's on I think on both sides, there's kind of this heaviness, there's this weight that comes on us because Something's not right. Well, think about like the first time that you can remember that you told a lie Mm, and then you got busted on it. Right. How freeing it was to just be like, oh, I don't have to hide this anymore. Right. Like as a kid, you know, remember your mom and dad finding out, and yeah, you're in trouble and yeah, you're grounded and and whatever the, Mm -hmm. the consequences are. But there was a relief that that wasn't on you anymore. Right. Like, do you remember that feeling? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we yeah, still that sense of like I'm free. I don't have right. to hide anymore. Yeah. And and the the problem is is in our in sinful nature that we become more and more comfortable with it and it becomes less of a we become less aware of the burden we carry. Let me say right. it that way, right? Right. Yeah. So um we've all had those moments. Do you do you remember the weight you felt? And how freeing it was when you fixed it or you received forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. do you remember that? Like, oh, uh, yeah. Like, talk to me about that. Like, what is what was that like? Like, when, when how do how do you describe that when it comes to hunger and thirsting for righteousness? And then, the, the feeling yeah, that right. that I've yeah. done wrong, I have failed, and maybe it's not other people. Like, what if it's just like in your relationship with God? You're right. you're walking with the Lord and you're you're seeking to do what's right and you compromise. You you lie about something. You make right. a bad choice. Right. Yeah. And just in that moment, that awareness of, man, this wasn't right. This isn't what right. God is asking yeah. of me. Sure. That feeling of when you could just go before the Lord boldly and say, I'm sorry. I yeah, did this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But it's that moment that you made things right again. Right. You know, because we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to come short of the glory of God. Well, the Bible says that, right? right. That we all yeah. sin. Right, right. But but a heart after righteousness, to hunger and thirst for righteousness is that when I'm in that moment, when I know I've messed up, when I know that I've done something wrong, that I I hunger and thirst for it to be right. Right. For it to be corrected for that relationship. You know, when I when I do something that hurts you, that hurts your feelings, when I do something that hurts God or hurts his, you know, that hurts my relationship with him, my heart should be that I hunger and thirst to get that fixed right to make it right to get it right and and i think that expands out into the rest of the world when i look at the injustice and the evil and the wrongdoings that happen in our world around us and i'm not okay mm-hmm. i'm not okay with little kids dying from hunger when there's more than enough money in this world to for everyone to be fed when I'm not okay with people and and women being abused and mistreated and put down and, and all the other injustices that we can find in the world when I'm not okay, I'm hungering 
for that righteousness. Right. I want it. And, and that's what Jesus is talking about is like when we have that heart that we want things to be the way God intended them to be, when we want God's way to happen, not just in our own life, right. but in the world around us and in your life right. and in, you know, everyone else's. That's, I think, the heart that Jesus has behind this verse. Sure. I think the other part about this is that um, when you go to the physical side of hunger and thirst, um, we've all woken up in the middle of the night and just so thirsty and mm-hmm. you just can yeah. slam a bottle of water in like two right. seconds, right? Yeah. I'm comfortable in bed, but I'm more thirsty than right. I'm willing and to I'm get up. And I'm going to get up yeah. and do something. But when, you know, they say your body requires a certain amount of water every day, I've not always been good about drinking the amount of water I need. Mm-hmm. I'm real good about drinking the water that comes in my coffee in my <laughs> tea, you know? Right. And so when I'm intentional about drinking more water, you know what I find out? Is that I crave it more. Like, you know, my doctor said, I want you to try to drink six to eight bottles of water a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, like in my coffee? (laughs) No, Amber, apart from your coffee, I want you to try to drink six to eight bottles of water a day. And um, I just thought, I remember thinking this, I'm going to drown. I'm going to be in the bathroom every 27 seconds. And what I found was that the more I was consistent about giving my body what I needed, the more my body let me know this is what I want and I want more. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to our walk with the Lord, when we do what God's asking us to do, when we desire to do right by people, when we desire to put our selfish motivations aside and to step into a place of right standing, to do right by others, we crave that. Right. We just—it's right. like, man, that was amazing. I want to do more. How how can I help? Mm-hmm. And that is—you can say, well, but the scripture says that you're satisfied. Yes, that craving to do more brings a status. You know, it, it, it brings it's, it's that, well, it, it, it is, yeah, exactly, exactly. That it it brings a satisfaction when we do those things. That's the word I couldn't say it. <laughs> no, that's okay. That is that is satisfaction. But, yeah. But hey, before we jump into the satisfied part of it, let's yeah. take another break. Um, okay. Because I I think this is a great time for us to really think about you know what are some of the things that are in our world that we're not okay yeah. with. Because you don't really know, if you're not thinking about what's not right, you're not thinking about what you can do to fix that. Right. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yes, what a great time to do that. To look at what what are some injustices, some broken pieces, some, some fractured parts of our society that mm-hmm. you're not okay yeah. with. And then... Right. Right. What do you do about it? Well, yeah, exactly. And and I think that a lot of times when we look at some of the big injustices in our world, we, it's it's overwhelming. And sure. it's like, what in the world can I do about that? I can't fix that. I can't right. fix that. But you know what we can do? We can fix it for one person. Right. We can fix it for the neighbor down the street. You know, we can do something. And I think a lot of this is just it's it's to it's getting us to open our eyes. And stop and look out at the world around us to say, if I'm a disciple of Jesus, what does that mean? Yeah. And how can I do something? Go ahead. Let me give you an example of that. I have a friend that 
she just, she works full time. She's, um, her husband's not well. Mm -hmm. And so she's, he is actually at home on hospice. Mm -hmm. And she shared with me that her volunteer time is very limited now because she's also taking care of her husband. But what she's done and, and her son and grandkids have moved into their house. So it's like this just weird, yeah. hard situation. And she said, what I started noticing is when I'm at the grocery store and it is two for something, but I only need one. I intentionally buy the second one. And I take, mm-hmm. when I go to the register, I have them bag all that stuff separate and I drop it off at the food bank. And she wow. said, it sounds so little. and Sometimes it feels like I'm not doing enough, but I know that what I got from my family, I'm also able to help another family. And that's what you're talking about. It's that, that one. And you could say, well, she did not feed the city of Houston. Mm -hmm. No, but she might've fed a family in Houston. And that's right. That matters to God. And it has, she told me, she actually was telling me the story this morning. She said that it has kept her, she said it's crazy because it's those little things of buying the extra green beans, buying the extra cornbread, whatever. And it's keeping her head with everything that's happening in her life. That it's just like, what's happening with my husband is out of control. And now having all this family living with us and all this pressure but it's just, I see that I'm able to help somebody who can't help themselves. And I want to do right by somebody who matters to God. And I yeah. was like, wow, that is, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So that that's just an example. So take a moment and and do that. What are some things that you're not okay with? And, and what, can what are you, you doing about, about it? it? Yeah. yeah Even good. if it's small, what can you do about it? Yeah. Okay. So now the satisfied. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump ahead. No, I just get excited no, 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 you're fine, <laughs> right? I mean, and and we kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, I mean, when when you're really, really thirsty mm-hmm. and you get up in the middle of the night, you drink that bottle of water. Right. It's like, like you're satisfied. When you're super hungry and you finally, you know, get an opportunity to sit down and eat, you're satisfied. Right. When... You get things right in your heart. You did something wrong. I hurt your feelings and I apologized and we worked it out and I, I'm satisfied. Right. Because I got the right, you know, I, I got things right. Mm-hmm. You know, when we get things right with God, it's satisfying. It is. You know. I, I think, though, that we need to talk about something that's kind of a little bit of the elephant in the room. If it's so satisfying to get things right, why don't we? And I think the reason is, is we there is a real enemy. Mm-hmm. And there is that f- he he's real good about talking us into doing things that we shouldn't do or compromising, but then really good about trying to keep us in that place. And so as sure. we are trying to find ways to do the right thing, to hunger and thirst for righteousness. You have a real enemy in your ear messing with you going, oh, you can't do that. What if you fail? Or what if it's not enough? And what if your past is going to prevent you from doing something in the present and for sure the future or whatever that, that story that he's telling you, pause and recognize that that's not from God. And God has given every single one of us the ability to not only do right, 
but to hunger and thirst for righteousness. And there yeah. is one, one enemy that wants to stop that from happening in your life. Why though? Why does he want to stop it? Because he knows the moment that we have breakthrough and we begin to move forward in the right things of God, mm-hmm. he's defeated. Sure. He sure. doesn't have that hold on us anymore. And sure. it, it makes me think about like when we were kids and we would get together at my grandparents' house and all the cousins and we would like have these big dog pile. I would always end up on the bottom, right? right. And these older cousins and they weighed like a million pounds. It felt like as a little girl <laughs> and I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. And everybody's laughing. And when they got up, I could breathe. But then my legs, I started feeling my legs again. And they hurt for a split second. Why did they hurt? Because the blood started flowing again. And sometimes when we start to do the right thing, there's a split second of pain. Because we begin to feel something we hadn't felt in a while. Or maybe right. ever. Sure. And so knee-jerk reaction is, no, 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 no. And I just want to challenge you to push through that pain, to push through that fear, right. to push yeah. through that, the what ifs and, and shut down the lie that the enemy mm-hmm. is telling you that you can't make a difference, that you can't do what's right, that the, the call to thirst and hunger for righteousness is not for you because it very much is. And like Phil was talking about, God's desire is for our hearts to be right. And to continue to be satisfied in these things, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. And and then, you know, I think the other thing that we really need to look at too is, is just looking out at the world. You know, there's a lot of things that in our lifetime, in all of mankind, humankind, mm-hmm. uh, the whole time frame mm-hmm. that we've been on this earth, there's been injustices, there's been wrongs, there's been Always. things, you know, just... There's always been evil. And even within good, that's right. the part that's hard. Right. When the injustice is seen within the people that are not supposed to be unjust. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. Right. Yeah. So so what do we do about that? And w- will there ever be any satisfaction, you know, that comes in that realm? And that's that's where our hope in Jesus comes mm-hmm. into play. Because he has made us this promise right. that one day when he returns, He's going to make all things right. right. He's going to get all this stuff in right order. And how satisfying is it going to be to live in a kingdom with a God who makes all things right? right. And we actually get to live this out without the, the complications and the, and the pitfalls and the things that come sure. against us. And if we don't ever see the justice that we want to see in our lifetime on this earth. Just know that our relationship with Jesus gives us that promise that we will see that. Yeah. We will see mm-hmm. righteousness well, and that right standing. What did back. what did Jesus say? Pray like this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Really saying, I'm coming back. I'm going to do these things, but don't wait. Because I'm moving in and through you now. And we can operate as a mirror image, as a reflection of our Heavenly Father. And we will see the big picture of justice. Mm -hmm. But we're going to see little glimmers and hope, little glimmers and and peek throughs of that now. As we begin to just press on and press in. Right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So 
that brings us to our challenge. Yeah. Um, and here it is. Do something righteous this week. You know, let go of something, something that you've been holding on to, some kind of a grudge or, you know, or, or a unforgiveness or something. Yeah. Let, let go of it so that it can be made right. Yeah. You know, if you've done something wrong, make it right or at least go and apologize. You know, at least say, hey, I, I want to get this right with you and I'm so sorry. And and if there isn't something like either one of those two things, then then go do something righteous. Mm-hmm. Go go do something to right a wrong in this world. Make something better. Make life better for someone else. You know, and it can be something, this is going to sound silly, but something as simple as when you are at the grocery store, putting the cart in the cart place. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that sounds so silly. They have these cart racks in the grocery store parking lots. And take and, and sometimes it's like, it's just easier to leave my cart here, mm-hmm. but they have a place for you to put it. And you're like, "Why? Well, that has nothing to do with this, but it does. It's taking it a step further and, and being a person that sets an example of what the right, right thing is. Yeah. Um, making sure that when you eat out, tipping the people that serve you, um, looking to help somebody carry out their groceries or sure. offer a neighbor that you know is elderly or disabled to go and do something for them, run errands for them. I'm going to list, because you can look at this and go, I don't really know where to start. Like my family's, we're great. Life is pretty great. I don't know where to start. Sure. You know what? Jump on your neighborhood social media places and say, hey, if there's somebody that has a need, let me know. And I saw that happen on our neighborhood page for Christmas. Um, this one lady, she's precious. She said, our family's good. We don't really have needs. Mm. Of course, there's always wants, but we don't have needs. Is there somebody that has a need that you're not able to fulfill? I want to help. And it went, people went crazy because everybody was me too, me too, me too. That's awesome. And a lady said, um, you know, we're adopting um, our my niece and nephew, and we need bunk beds. I have bunk beds. And people were just, and it was the coolest thing to watch. And what I found was I was hoping that there would be something that I could say, I have that. Like I was, I was just watching, waiting mm-hmm. for somebody because yeah. I wanted, right. it was a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. I right. wanted to be part of this. Yeah. And it, that is, so start there. Look for something that you can do to make a difference Absolutely. in the lives of other Absolutely. people. Pay attention at work, you know? Yes, there's probably at somebody at work, somebody at school that is in need or is having a hard time. And you might be able to be the person that God uses to fulfill that yeah. need. So there you have it. There's your challenge for the week. And I think it's great. Yeah. I'm excited. May so. we all hunger and thirst for righteousness. And maybe we become so, in a good way, addicted to doing the right thing. We constantly look for opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys have a great week. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you again next week. Yeah. Bye-bye.